Will and Christian in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Will and Christian in the morning. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Will. And we got another great show for you today. But before that, we are going to talk about a couple things. Uh, Will, you want to start us off with some interesting news? Yeah. Um. Well, first, okay, hold on. How's your week, Christian? <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. My week was pretty good. Um, you know, it's, uh, the, the workload's starting to pile up because we have, like, two more weeks of school, which is crazy. I know, um, it's coming up, it's going by so fast. Mm-hmm. It's, like, simultaneously, the time is moving really fast, but also time is moving really slow. Yeah. Because we're here, it's, like, the same thing every day. But, um, I'm glad that we're almost done with school and looking forward to summer. Yeah. Because hopefully we'll have some sort of normalcy when school's out but uh overall i think it was a pretty good week uh how about you how you doing uh it's been you know it's been fine i think i'm just getting a little stir crazy in here but uh i've <laughs> been I trying to get out trying to like go on walks and stuff so it's all good <laughs> yeah. but um yeah work is definitely starting to pile up with finals on the way yeah uh, i know this week and i have like a bunch of writing assignments that i have to do that i'm really mm-hmm. not looking forward to but you know <laughs> I'll get them done. Give me something to do. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, my weeks have been pretty good. I am looking forward to, even though things might still be the same for a bit, to not have to worry about doing class and classwork mm-hmm. and everything. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying, first of all, um, I learned some pretty interesting news. So, we've talked about streaming services many times on this show, <laughs> maybe too mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. But,. Uh, one we haven't talked about too much is Peacock, which is NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. That stupid name is coming soon. I think I, think, I guess I think it's yeah. coming this month. Um, oh, but okay. my parents got like an email from our because we have Comcast, uh, telling us that we're actually getting Peacock for free for a month. Um, so I'll definitely have to check it out and see what it's all about because I still don't really know what's gonna be on it. Um. That's very but interesting. Actually, you know what will be on it? Maybe you want to take this one. Yeah, so a trailer the other day was released for the Psych Movie 2. I think Lassie it's called Come Home. Psych 2 Lassie Come Home. So they released a trailer for the second Psych Movie. The first one was made for TV and premiered on the USA Network maybe like a year ago. I don't exactly know when, but sure. um I know that you're not completely caught up. No, I'm still on season five. I haven't watched it in a little while. Um, But they released... I mean, the first one, I thought was good. I mean, you know, I thought it was, you know, all right. I mean, I think my expectations were a little higher, but um, I was, you know, I thought it was good. And I'm excited for this one, too. And it's sort of... they. There was, like, one moment from the trailer that I thought was pretty funny. It was... uh, sean and gus standing in front of the the psych office so they you see this the psych psychic detective agency sign it's kind of like withered because it's old and then uh sean says gus we're home and he fist bumps he's like gonna get a little chewy and then he does like a chewy thing like they do in the uh (laughs) trailer like chewy we're home it was uh it was definitely weird seeing uh it look like an actual movie trailer and not like just another episode of the show because it definitely seemed like more serious or more like cinematic than the show usually is which doesn't it's not like anything special Mm -hmm. in that regard but 
Yeah. But it yeah. luckily didn't really spoil anything for me from the show yet. Um, no, I don't think it really spoiled anything other than like, oh, we're back. Yeah, I mean. I guess that's really, but I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, uh, that's coming exclusively to Peacock. I don't. Don't, I don't remember when. Yeah, I don't know when either. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, something I just learned this week is Bob Odenkirk, who, I mean, you know him from uh, from Better Call Saul. Uh, and Breaking Bad. Yep, and he was also in uh, The Incredibles 2. <laughs> yes, he was. That's where I know him from. Um, he was he's... in The Office for, like, an episode. Oh, yeah, he was, like, the guy who was like Michael Scott, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yes. But he started his own production company, so I don't know about like a lot of the specifics, but um, he's kind of like a big name. And mm-hmm. uh, let me actually, Look I probably should have looked up a little bit more about it, but oh, um, that's okay. You know, busy week. Yeah. Uh, but um, we can move on to the next thing while you're looking yes. up. Um, so some very exciting news if you are anything like us. Um, one of our favorite shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is finally returning for its final season, May 27th. Um, and I, it's on ABC. Um, <clears throat> now, I don't really want to get into spoiler territory, because I just think that, like, talking about, like, the premise of this new season is automatically a spoiler. But yeah. it's supposed to cross over a little bit with Agent Carter, which was another Marvel show that only ran for, like, a season or two, I think. Great show. I'm yeah, surprised. I, I, I need to watch that. I'm show. surprised. Uh, it's. I don't think it's better than Agents of Shield, but I. It's. It's enjoyable. Definitely good. Yes. It's good. Okay. Worth a watch. Um, but so it's supposed to cross over with Agent Carter. Um, if you like know like kind of what happened in the last season, you it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And um, some people are saying that it will address the snap, which is interesting because. When back when Infinity War came out, it, it was you know Agents of Shield was still running and it didn't address it at all. Even though there was one like throwaway line um, where they're like, "What's up with this Thanos guy? Let's go and kick his ass." Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's, yeah, but, there's um, one throwaway line. Yeah, but like other than that, there's no reference to Thanos or the event, the whole Infinity Gauntlet situation. So I think it'll be kind of interesting for the TV show to reference that. Yeah, cause because I think, yeah, I think after Infinity War, like, cause obviously the writers didn't know what was gonna happen, cause they weren't. There's not like a great relationship between, uh, like TV and like Marvel mm-hmm. Studios, which it should. I think it will change, cause now I think Kevin Feige is gonna be sort of in charge of most of Marvel TV, yes. now as well as the Marvel movies, and you can already see there's gonna be more crossover with the Marvel Disney Plus shows, like um. Scarlet Witch and or WandaVision and apparently Loki both leading directly into Doctor Strange 2, which another big news oh, thing yeah. that I saw officially confirmed will be directed by Sam Raimi, who is the director of the famous Spider-Man trilogy, you know, the first ones. Was that a teaser? With to Tobey Maguire. Oh, we, we, we'll talk about that. A yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so that's very exciting news because there was, you know, there's trouble with Scott Derrickson, I think, was the original director. And they hadn't announced the new director for a bit, and everyone was like, oh, what about Sam Raimi? And there were, like, whispers. But now it's officially confirmed Sam Raimi is directing it, which I'm very excited for. Uh, and 
it's funny because people are not pointing back to the line in Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, the Doctor Strange reference that uh, mm-hmm. G. Jonah Jameson makes, and now it's like not coming true, but it's like calling back it's to that. It's like full circle. Yeah, kinda. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for season seven of S.H.I.E.L.D. I need to go rewatch probably season six because I remember uh, when I made it to Netflix, I binged it in like three days. <laughs> um, so I don't I, remember much of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find Bob Odenkirk? Oh yeah, it's called like Cal Gold Studios, and he's partnering with something with Sony. I think he's like interested in doing more like writing stuff, um, and developing shows more than acting in them, which is you know interesting. Mm-hmm. But you don't typically hear about more like new production companies coming coming up right now, unless there's mm-hmm. ones that I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so we got a few more. Right? Finally, uh, I just saw this and it looks so ridiculous. Tom Hardy um, is playing Al Capone in this new movie. I think it's just called Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, probably among, you know, the greats, Joker, Doolittle. Um, <laughs> and I think it's going straight to digital just because of everything going on right now. But mm-hmm. uh, I saw pictures of it and it looks... Uh, yeah, it looks very strange. People are comparing it to Gotti with John Travolta. Have you ever seen that, Christian? No, I have not. I've never seen it, but I know that it's so horrible. I've seen like <laughs> many memes from it, and it's oh, it's cool. it's a recent movie too, and it's apparently just mm-hmm. terrible. But oh. before we go into the last thing, I have one more small topic to talk about because oh, last I also have something that I want to mention. Oh, you go first, real quick. Okay, so um. I may have mentioned this in the previous episode with when we had Johnny on. I don't know if I did, but I, my brother Justin also, you know, likes making music. He sort of took inspiration from Johnny, and he tries to make his own music. And he wrote um, a handful of songs that he released on the band Lab a while back. But as of yesterday, they are now officially released on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, like Whoa. most places, because either there's like this app that um if you, you can like upload your music to and it like releases it for free, but I you just like don't get any money from it, which like he didn't care about that. So if you look up, if you search Justin Peeney releases new EP Little Things on most music streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um. Amazon, YouTube, not SoundCloud, I don't think. Um, and there might have been one more, but I don't know. But, you know, Spotify, Apple was the main two. So yeah. maybe once you're done listening to this episode, which you're doing on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, search uh, Little Things and you'll be able to find it. Sounds so, awesome. Uh, shout out Justin Peeney. Yeah. Good job. Definitely going to check uh, it out. Yeah. Um, but my last one is... So last night I was just like watching TV uh, and I saw on Hulu that the Lego movie two was on there. Oh yeah. Um, so I decided to give it a watch cause um, the, I really like the first Lego movie. I think you've seen, yeah, you've seen it Christian. Right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic movie. I think it's one that people kind of underestimated because it was called the Lego movie. It just seemed like a, <laughs> a cash grab toy advertisement, which in ways oh, it was, wow, the emoji but movie yeah like the emoji movie but actually ended up being something extremely funny and clever it and was i thought it was a great movie yeah. yes um and so i remember hearing that the second movie wasn't really as good 
Um, but I decided to watch it because it was on there for free. Um, well, like free if you have Hulu. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't expecting much, and I was kind of blown away by it. It. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up to the first. I haven't seen the first in a long time, but it hit like that type of humor is like my kind of humor um and Mm, the animation is fantastic as always they had some new uh like voice actors in like they had stephanie beatrice from uh brooklyn 99 playing this uh kind of like auto-tuny sounding character (laughs) uh, named general mayhem uh tiffany haddish was like this uh this queen who there's tons of great puns in this movie uh the queen's name is queen whatever wannabe uh like whatever i want to be there the big uh conflict in the movies our momageddon uh <laughs> stuff like that which is so dumb but i love and spoilers for the first movie if you've seen the first you know that the big kind of reveal is that uh all the things going on with the villain is actually the the kid playing uh it's his dad mm-hmm. and this movie i'm not gonna like spoil anything but uh it still definitely plays into the like live action stuff a little bit real world aspect yes and um it ends up being like really touching and it's it's something cool that uh they still managed to do like cool twists and if you go back and like watch you'd be able to tell kind of what they did um it's also like kind of a musical which i did not know (laughs) there's a few songs and they're pretty good um the only one that i knew of going in was the like the song that gets stuck in your head or whatever it's called um mm-hmm. or they're like the song is gonna get stuck in your head which it, it did like, um yeah, but it was like the, the everything is awesome of this movie yes and be, okay there are some other songs that are actual bangers <laughs> that are really good really? Wow. yeah um so yeah and i don't know the plot the first was probably better but this one i still just really enjoyed for some reason um yeah yeah definitely highly recommend if you have hulu or hbo i think it's also on there Mm. um yeah check out the lego movie 2 the second part yeah i don't know why they didn't call it uh the second piece that would have been better piece i mean yeah i don't know how i feel about the the second part um title but you know whatever that's fine this was this is like the same directors right uh chris miller and bill lloyd i don't know if they directed it i think they wrote it i don't know they wrote it i think okay um but yes Mm -hmm. and you can like tell yeah because they also did spider-verse right they did i think they produced spider-verse i'm not exactly sure the director of this yes the director of this was mike mitchell but they wrote it Mm -hmm. um but yeah very good um allison breeze in it who we love um Yes. Not as much as in the first one, but still, still okay. good. Um, well, uh, but yeah, recommend. Keep watching Community on Netflix. Exactly. I've been, <laughs> I get really excited. I've just been seeing a lot of like, Community pop up. Like, you know, they're like Netflix has a comedy account for their comedy show. It's called Netflix is a joke on Instagram, and I see like they just put like a lot of Community pictures on there. That just makes me happy that like. Uh, and I see all these people, uh, if it's like on TikTok or Instagram or something, they're like, oh, I've been binging community. I'm just I'm loving it. That just makes me very happy that the community, community is getting all this love again. Yeah. And I mean, crossing fingers for six seasons of the movie. It definitely feels like it's getting like a second wind, which is weird. Like, 
it's weird how something coming onto Netflix can do that, even though the show was on Hulu for so long. Like, yeah, there's still plenty of people who have Hulu also, but yeah, and is it still on Hulu? Some I think so, maybe. Interesting. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, I've been meaning to like watch Community again, and it must be nice with no ads. Yeah, I'm so used to that. That was something very annoying about watching it on Hulu was all the ads, and now it's on Netflix. You don't have to worry about that. Definitely, the worst so. part of that was you the end, like the end stinger or whatever was usually one of the best oh, parts yeah. of the episode, and you'd have to and sit have to, through like an entire ad break just to get to it. Yeah, and it's just like the end stinger is like a minute, so you have to wait through like a whole ad break just for like another minute of the show. Yeah, it's good, but you know, yeah. So um. I'll probably try and watch that again. Yeah. I might go back to like season five and six, which I definitely haven't watched as much as the first yeah. three seasons. Oh, I think that we need to get the boys together and watch some community. We do, we do. Because we left off on like the best episode. I know. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it. All right. Um, let's move on. So today's main topic. Uh, we've talked in the past about some of um the lack of originality in hollywood and how you know everything pretty much any movie released if there's some 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 amount of success they're like oh we gotta put a sequel and that sequel's successful and we get another sequel and you know you can turn these one-off movies into massive franchises whether that's good or bad so today we're going to talk about some famous trilogies. We're going to try to keep it to trilogies. Um, and, you know, we're going to discuss um, did they, you know, how good or bad they are. Did they really need to have three movies? And maybe, like, individual ranking, like, which movies rank above the others? Should they have more? Should they have more? Do they have more? And should they not have? So we're just going to talk about, you know, these big franchises and you know whether or not they deserve to be franchised and no star wars we've talked we've about talked it enough. enough about star wars <laughs> don't you worry uh we're gonna talk about a little marvel too but not too much yeah we have talked about marvel a lot but star no star wars for right now um you know what no i i do have to say real quick okay, so i just okay. right before recording this um i watched more of the clone wars and i finally got to the siege of vandalore which is like the last arc of the new season and therefore the last arc of the entire series and it is it is fantastic just the so much happened in the very first episode and now i have to like wait a week for the next one and i'm so excited to see and it was just like it was really emotional too like if you are a fan of the show and you're a fan of star wars like this is it's leading up it's looking to be like literally the conclusion that we've been waiting for. Huh. So I I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about that. Yeah, don't spoil it. Star Wars. I'm not gonna spoil it, but go check it out. If you haven't watched Clone Wars, what are you doing? Go watch it on Disney Plus. Uh, and yeah. if you haven't seen the new season, um, almost all the episodes are out. There are three more left, and the, I think the the series finale will will be released on May fourth. Oh, day, perfect. Star Wars Day. So that's enough of that just yeah okay let's get into this so we just got a little list let's start with back to the future so i've we've talked about back to the future i think 
in our first episode where yeah. we ranked our favorite movies, this made both of our lists. It did. Yeah, so Back to the Future, if you don't know, it's a famous time travel trilogy from the 80s um, starring Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly. You know, there's the time traveling DeLorean made by Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd. And, you know, there's a bunch of time travel shenanigans. But they have three movies. And right off the bat, what is your favorite Back to the Future movie? What do you think? One. Of the three. The one I watched the most is one. I've only seen three, like, once or twice. And hot take, I don't know if three needs to exist. Yeah, I think... I think it's a general consensus that the third one is the worst one. It's not really bad, but it's not really that good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, like, on, I think that either... Well, here, you, why do you like the first one better than the other ones? So the first one, I enjoy, like, the goofiness of Back to the Future, but there are points where two is just... It's just too much for me. <laughs> um, I get that. Like, yeah. in the 2015 stuff. And three, I enjoy, but... I don't know, it just doesn't, I don't think either the, the second or the third capture, like, what the first did, where every single shot, like, means something later in the movie, mm-hmm. or comes full circle later, and, I mean, there are things like that in the second and third, I'm not really giving them enough credit, yeah. but I just like more of the setting of just him going back to 1955 more than, like, going into the future or way far back in time. Mm-hmm. um i like the relationships that like he has with his parents when he goes back um mm-hmm. and yeah i just really like seeing all the parallels like between the two different worlds and i don't know it's hard to like hard for me to put into words but this is almost mm-hmm. like the perfect movie um just like the way everything works out mm-hmm. for me yeah so i you know i agree with all the points you're making but i know that like i well, I used to watch these movies all the time as a little kid, and I think I watched the second one the most, and that might be the one that I have, like, the most nostalgia for, so I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but, like, I mean, I think all of you, you make all, like, good, valid points that, you know, uh, there's a little less goofiness in the first one, like, everything means something and everything's connected, but it's I It's all do, connected. It's all connected. I mean, I do think that some of the future stuff in the second one is kind of goofy, but I like um, how it's sort of, um, you know, the plot of the first one is, like, Marty accidentally goes back to goes back to the past, and he has to, like, um, the, the mission is, like, oh, he has to get back to the future. Like, that's cool, but yeah. I like how this is sort of, like, this one is sort of, like, you know, he's, like, saving himself in the first one, but the second one, he's sort of, like, saving hill valley in a way because i think like the twist when he goes back to his to 1985 and like everything seems kind of weird and then he like lays in his bed and there's like a different family there and they like almost kill him and then he goes to the town and he sees that biff is like in he's like the leader of the whole city yeah and like i just thought that i thought that was a really good twist and now there's sort of, like, more stakes instead of just, like, oh, I have to get back to my own time. Now it's, like, I got to, like, save everybody. Mm-hmm. And I like how he goes back to 1955 and he's, like, sort of – he has to let his other self kind of go through what he had to go through. I forgot While simultaneously – like, I like how, you know, he 
he's in like the black fedora and like the leather jacket and he's like trying to be like a spy i thought that was really cool yeah um and i like how he meets doc from the first movie immediately after he sends the first marty back to the future and doc was like what are you doing here i just sent me back to the future and then marty's like yeah you sent me back to the future but i'm back i'm back from the future and then like poor doc he just has to like go through this all over again with a different marty i'm forgetting um, about all of this because i'm i'll admit like usually when i had watched two it was usually like the first half hour which is when he like gets to the future Mm -hmm. and does that hoverboard chase in hill valley and like the town square which i do like that a lot but i kind of forgot that he goes back to 1955 again you're Mm -hmm. You're kind of convincing me that it's a better movie than I remember yeah, now. I, mean, I just think, and I think it's cool. Like he takes the hoverboard and he has that like chase through like young Biff in the tunnel, and he has to get the sports almanac because that's like the big, I guess, the MacGuffin of the movie. But I think it's you know it's cool how of course Biff would be the one to like take it and use it to like get himself millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and oh, and there's even more stakes because like now george mcfly marty's father is dead in this timeline i guess oh yeah because like doesn't his mom with biff now yeah his mom is like forced to be with biff and just like the scene where like marty's in the the cemetery and it's like a thunderstorm and he sees his father's tombstone oh and i just remember the the end where he gets the letter from doc uh Mm -hmm that he has to go like even further back or i forget exactly yeah. what it is but he gets it immediately after doc leaves oh, i know I and he like that. timed it perfectly he's like are you marty mcfly and he like gives him the letter he's like we've had this for like you know however many years given give this to you at this very moment on this exact day in this exact spot like doc planned everything perfectly and, and that's he an, just got it immediately after he saw it. That's another thing. I feel like this movie does time travel perfectly because a lot of movies fall into that trap of like trying to have it make sense and mm-hmm. trying to like make sure there's no paradoxes or whatever. And I think this like version of time travel might not be perfect, but it's the most entertaining to watch. Yeah, I think this is sort of the the time travel that kind of makes the most sense. Like you're um whereas like in Endgame which they sort of reference back to future, like back to the future was wrong. Yeah. That like, you know, you go to the past, but it's like a different timeline. So what you do in that past doesn't affect your present timeline. So I feel like back in back to the future, there's more stakes, like with like the butterfly effect, like what you do in the past will directly affect the future, which is your present. And I like how it's sort of like, you know, Marty has the hijinks of, he has to avoid his past self because then that'll cause a chain reaction or something. Which they actually do when, like, the two Jennifers meet and they both pass out. Oh, yeah. Also, I really love, like, so you know how they changed the actress for Jennifer, like, in the second movie? So I love how they recreated the scene from the end of the first movie in two with the new actress. And it's it's pretty much perfectly shot for shot redone. Like, you cannot really even tell besides a couple little things. And I love just, like, how much work went into these movies. And I know I remember... Do you know the YouTuber uh, Captain Disillusioned? I've not, no. He's... Uh, it's a really good YouTube channel. He does a lot of... Uh, he plays, like, a character, um, but he 
He's like a VFX guy and he shows how a lot of famous viral videos are fake and he goes into exactly like how they're fake. And he did a short little series about just visual effects in general and it was a Back to the Future one and he talked about a lot of like the miniatures they used and like how they would line that up with uh, different camera shots that were like in front of a blue screen or all these different things that for the time were really advanced and they're things that you really don't even notice while you're watching the movie. Um, Cause I mean, around that time they didn't really use like CGI, but mm-hmm. to get things like the DeLorean and like the DeLorean, like flying and the fire and everything. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like really complicated effects that they were using that those videos um, kind of like pointed out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another like little thing about the well, that's really that's really cool, uh, by the way. But um, another little thing that I like about the second one, how everybody was like, everyone points out all the things that Back to the Future Two got right. <laughs> like, I, whether it's like a little off, like, it's we true kind of, though. We kind of have hoverboards. The Cubs did win the World Series. We have like FaceTime like, now. A year, yeah, we have FaceTime now. Um, I mean, I guess you could say. We have like, you know, I'm thinking about like the pizza scene where she just, where she rehydrates the pizza. <laughs> so that's not really there, but I'm just, I don't know. That always reminds me of uh, Spy Kids when they're, oh, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when um, they're in like the base, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, it's another great film. Oh my god, I didn't even put that <laughs> on the list. We're gonna have to talk about that. I don't know, but um, I think we can both pretty much agree that the third one wasn't really that good. It was fine, but unnecessary i mean i think it was kind of unnecessary in the vein that like toy story 3 was unnecessary four. And the, no well like i think three because i what? think like the first two well just, oh, listen listen to me listen to me i think the th- i mean okay never mind no you're right toy story 4 it was like we already had a good ending but now this is sort of um it's like an ending it's like more it's still satisfying even though there was already a satisfying ending. Well, I guess. I guess, and yeah. then I keep forgetting that there's a cliffhanger at the end of two, I so mean, maybe oh, it is right. necessary. Um, I don't know, but like, I think that the end of the third one sort of like brings everything full circle. Like they yeah. destroy the DeLorean, but then Marty he has a time train. Jennifer, and then, um, yeah, uh, Doc ends up with Clara, and they have another time machine with their kids, Jules and Vern, oh, which God. I love that. Um, and so, like, then, like, Doc and Marty finally part ways, and I think, I don't think we need another Back to the Future. And I am I know that Robert Zemeckis, who, like, made the film, said that, uh, and I think someone else, like, who helped write it, said that there will never be another Back to the Future movie until, like, they're dead. Like, they will not let it happen, and I really hope that it never happens. Like, we don't need the gritty Back to the Future reboot or another no, I think sequel. That, I think this one is fine. I think... Even though the third one was kind of meh, I thought it was a great conclusion to the series, and it's everything's wrapped up. We don't need another one. We're done. That just made me remember <laughs> the other big thing that I liked was that they would have like the same actor playing a different role, and then they'd be interacting oh, with I each other that. in the past. Yeah. And that's one of the things that video went into is how they would do that all like the separate shots, getting the same actor into different costumes and like handing stuff mm-hmm. to each other um yeah but like I, I always forgot about that too because especially in three i know there's a scene where marty's sitting at the table with like his ancestor or whatever oh, and yeah. he's like passing and, him a plate of potatoes yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but yeah. Funny. and then like you know the second one like jennifer and jennifer me and then 
also in the second one, like old Biff and young Biff, they meet up. And he hands him off the almanac. Yeah, that hands him off the almanac. And it's like, I like their banter. Like, young Biff is like, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? And then old Biff hits him on the head. It's like, it's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. I love Biff. (laughs) Another thing, like, I watched these movies so many times, I can, like, quote them perfectly. Same. I feel like I haven't watched Back to the Future 1 in a while, but I could probably get, like, a lot of the lines. Because it's just, like, there's so many memorable lines also in these movies. Such a great movie. So I say to sort of wrap this part up, I'd say I think from best to worst, probably two, one, three. I'd say one, two, three, but I'll, I'll like, I'll, I understand that that's why your ranking is your ranking. Yeah. Okay. So that's Back to the Future. So let's move on. Now we have Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, which I will admit, I've not seen any of these movies. Bruh. I had to read The Hobbit for summer reading for in high school i did not like it it was very long but i know like i know some people who are big fans of lord of the Rings. have you seen lord of the rings yes i've seen them all i have not seen lord of the rings that many times though i know um two towers and return of the king are on netflix though really? um not the first one though it used yeah. to be but i, I have the whole lord of the rings franchise on d or no just the trilogy the lord of the rings trilogy i mm-hmm. think i have them on dvd somewhere but I've like I've never seen them. They're they're definitely like hardcore fantasy, I would say. And I understand why you did not enjoy reading The Hobbit because uh, J.R.R. Tolkien books are very like dense and heavy, and it's just so long. so much detail just... that is not necessary. Yeah. Um, I read all the books, and I remember I had trouble when I read them. But the movies, mm-hmm. another reason why I really love uh, this series is just because of all the technical achievements that were in them they were really good at using a lot of practical effects and using cg when they had to and making it look really good Mm -hmm. um lots of things with like camera tricks like making gandalf look massive compared to the hobbits in the same shot with like camera tricks but Mm -hmm. the story it's just it's a grand epic um i mean i feel like a lot of people like most people know what like the story is for the most part like like a grand epic eventually evil like ring that has to be returned to where it came from Mm -hmm. and destroyed um but just the characters um they're all fantastically like written well done it's probably one of the best adaptations of a book to a movie i'd say like lord of the rings Mm -hmm. harry potter um i don't even know what else (laughs) yes diagram would be kid Roger Gruels is a, actually a... Oh my god, another trilogy. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a fire movie, Roger Gruels. I love that movie. Um, but, yeah, but I really liked Lord of the Rings. I didn't really watch it that much growing up, but as... I guess I'm kind of bleeding over, but as much as people like don't like The Hobbit that much, mm-hmm. that was my Lord of the Rings as a like young teenager because that's what was coming out. Mm-hmm. So it was like a big thing for me and a couple of my friends to go see it, even if... They weren't like perfect. I still really enjoyed them, but um, I'd say typically I'm more of like a sci-fi person than fantasy. But yeah, Lord of the Rings has literally everything that you could ever want in a fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I see the appeal. I just I kind of want to get around to watching them sometime. I know like my mom's a big fan, and I have a couple friends that are big fans. So I think maybe. You know, I, I keep saying this. I have the time. I'm not doing anything else. I can sit down and watch it. That's true. So maybe I will. But I do feel like in a way that it might be a little hard to like get into it because it's just 
because it is so dense. And I'm sure the the movies are a little easier to understand and sort of take in than the books. Yeah, the movies are but, all um, long though. They're like almost three hours. And yeah, the extended I editions know. you're talking about like nine hours of film to watch. <laughs> That's funny. And then they split like the Hobbit, is th- which is one massive book into like three movies. It's not even that long of like it did not need to be a trilogy. Um, yeah, and so I, there we go. There's something unnecessary. Something I know there was a lot of studio interference and like peter jackson was brought on at the very last minute to make those movies so i think the original plan was to have it be two movies but then it got stretched out um but lord of the rings was in pre-production for like years before the movies even started filming so it's one of like the biggest film undertakings of all time i Mm. feel like probably next to like avatar which is like memeable as it is as like it's avatar that also had a ton of work put into it yeah but like lord of the rings just has this huge cultural impact and it also like yeah sorry go ahead oh yeah that was just like even if you haven't seen the movies like i have like you know at least a little bit about it like you know Gollum and smeagol and you know bilbo baggins and you know gandalf you know the ring and the, the my precious and all that like even if you haven't seen the movies or haven't read the books like you know you know of its existence and you get like how big it is and um i want to say yeah uh it came out at a time where people it came out like the movies started coming out right after 9-11 um and these were movies that people like, really latched onto. i mean return of the king won best picture which i feel like that's the equivalent of saying like endgame or like a, a big marvel movie or star wars movie won best picture which is just like yeah. unheard of um and that didn't i think I don't know if Two Towers won Best Picture, but they won tons and tons of Oscars. Uh, mm-hmm. They like, sw- uh, I don't know if they swept, but I think they won like a lot of visual effects stuff. And I mean, yeah, Return of the King won Best Picture, um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's definitely like very ingrained in our culture, even if it doesn't always seem like it. Yeah. And now there's there's plans to make a, a and there's like an Amazon prime show that's like two billion dollars so i don't know we'll see but man it's a it's another big franchise in the making yes so um i'm gonna jump around a little um i want to talk about john wick okay have now have you seen the john wick movies i've never seen any of the john wick movies i know i need to but so i remember i um it was around i hadn't either for a long time and it was around the time of the third one's release, which was like last summer. Jeez, mm-hmm. last summer. So I was, you know, hanging out with some people, and I would, I was like, we were like talking about a movie to go watch. I was like, let's go. See. What about John Wick? That seems kind of cool. But we hadn't seen the first one or the second one, so we just sat down. We like binge watched the first two, and then the next day, we saw the third one. So I got, like, all of John Wick within, like, a little, you know, small time slot. And it is fantastic. Like, um, it's just, like, nonstop action, but, like, you don't get tired of it. Isn't it really realistic action, too? Like, they... It is. <clears throat> yeah, there's, like, the stunts look fantastic, and it's not like, you know, no one's doing, like, all these backflips and, you know, like, Star Wars-esque combat. It's, like, realistic I mean, it's it's realistic, but also, like, you know, John Wick can kill, like, three guys with a pen, 
so it's a little unrealistic how like good he is and sometimes so like some of the weapons or like the armor i guess that they have is a little unrealistic but um it's like i think it's a fantastic friend and like each movie leads like directly into the next hmm. and so i think the main plot of i'll say the first one so like john wick um he's like a former assassin who's just like living at home and like his wife died right. had like uh, you know previously died and he got a hold of a dog that i think that was like his last remaining memory of her the, the last thing that like she ever gave him okay and i th- some like thugs come around and like beat up his car and and kill his dog jeez so that's so that's like the meme like you know with john wick and dogs like i think i remember like when infinity war first came out like um there was a meme of some of the like thanos accidentally killing a dog and they were like oh it's john wick's dog or, or john wick's dog got like snapped away so i've then, definitely seen that meme before yeah yeah so then john the rest of the movie is just john wick like getting revenge for his dog which sounds kind of weird but it's like in the context of the story it's like that was like the last thing that the last piece of his wife and his former life that he had yeah that makes sense so he just goes on like a rampage and it's non-stop action and there's this like so there's like this underground secret society of assassins and there's this like there's this one hotel I forget what it's called, but that's um oh hold on. So there's a hotel, um, and that's like sort of a meeting place um for all of the assassins, and it's like the Continental Hotel. It's called the Continental, um, and that's sort of like a safe house for all these assassins. So, um, it's like no, you you don't do business in the Continental. So, um. If you're in the hotel, like no one is allowed to kill you, but as soon as you yeah. step out, like they can, they can, you know, go after you. So it's like a safe house, and it's sort of like a meeting place for all these people to meet up and gather resources and sort of, you know, live on their own or whatever. But um, I haven't watched these in a while, but um, I definitely it's nonstop action. Um, does it feel like like does it not it naturally feels like it should be three movies i know they're making a fourth yes yes um i don't know about a four i don't really remember what happened at the end of the third one but like i know like um the end of the first one sort of led directly into the second one and the second one kind of ended on like a huge cliffhanger like a huge like the plot shifted so largely he got a letter from doc brown <laughs> he got a letter from doc brown but um I, there was just this huge like plot shift in at the end of the second one that's like you can't not have a third movie and okay. the third movie was fantastic that was such a cool experience seeing it in the theater wow oh, and it's um, got our boy keanu a keanu who everybody Reeves. loves you know he's wholesome He's um breathtaking. Breathtaking, that's what it is. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is great. Um uh what was I gonna say? It's like he he's really good as John Wick. He I don't know if he does his own stunts, but like it looks absolutely yeah, he does. It's absolutely insane. He's like such a good fighter and like this sort of like emotion that he can portray is great. Uh Lawrence Fishburne is also in it. Um oh. who's all you know, one of his co stars in the Matrix um 
I think Hall- Halle Berry's in the third one. She was pretty good, but I don't I don't know if there are any like you know other big names that we would recognize. But John Wick, definitely great. I don't know if I can rank them because I haven't seen them in a bit. But there is a fourth one coming out, and apparently there's supposed to be a spinoff show about the Continental Hotel. Because there's this one like concierge. I don't know, even know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. You know, like the yeah, like the the concierge or bellboy or whatever. Like he works with John Wick a lot, and I think he's a cool character. So I think there's going to be a whole spinoff about the actual hotel and like what goes on there. Uh, it's just, just the story is so crazy how they crafted the like. There's this huge underground secret society of assassins that they all know each other, and they have like this way of like, like they have these like kind of coins, like medals or something like. If you have a medal, you can, like, exchange it for favors or protection or things like that. And it's just the whole story they crafted. And there's no point in the movie where it's, like, they have to sit you down and, like, explain things. Just, like, everything, like, John Wick learns something or he's reminded of something. Like, we're learning it with him. So we don't have to, like, sit down and they don't have to, like, talk us. There's not, like, exposition dumps or anything. No, there's no, like, exposition dumps. It's just everything flows so natural and it's not as crazy as like hobbs and shaw with the action no um john wick does not ride a helicopter ride a truck being carried by a helicopter (laughs) okay (laughs) um yeah so that's john wick i don't know if it's streaming anywhere but you could probably buy it on amazon yeah i'll probably have to check that out john wick john wick 2 and john wick 3 parabellum great great movies nice um you want to take one? Let's talk about Spider-Man. I there's another thing I have not seen the original Spider-Man movies. Really? Um, yeah. I haven't seen them all the way through in a long time. That's not actually that's not true. Last year I watched Spider-Man three in German because they had it on mm. Netflix. Oh, um, but like the first couple movies, um, these movies are so goofy, but. They're also I like them a lot. They're filled with memes. If you go online, like uh, Pizza Time, uh, emo Peter Parker. I'm trying to think about give it. Like J. Jonah Jameson laughing. The whole what, give me rent thing. Yeah, give me rent. Um, there, there's so many good like memes in these movies, but they're they're good Spider-Man stories. It of course, uh, you know, you have the origin story, which takes up a lot of the movie in the first one. Um, you see but Uncle Ben die. Yeah, you see Uncle Ben die. Um, and like the Spoilers. movies have, yeah, movies have classic villains like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, uh, Venom, Venom. Uh, uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, and Sandman. Sandman, yes. Um, and these movies, what to say about them? Like, at the time they came out the cg was not totally there um Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of really odd looking shots there's a famous shot where um mary jane is holding onto spider-man flying through the air and the spider-man is obviously a mannequin um (laughs) stuff like that that a lot of that got fixed by like the second and third movies but still i i know the second is regarded to be like the best one which i kind of have to agree even though it's the one i haven't seen in the longest time um I feel like this kind of paved the way for modern superhero movies Mm -hmm. because in the past you really didn't have that many and the only other ones coming out around that time were the X-Men movies Mm -hmm. Um, and these like everybody knows Spider-Man 
X-Men yeah. was probably not quite as popular. Um, but yeah, these like you still see I don't know, it's hard to explain. You still see like elements of these movies in mm-hmm. like modern superhero movies. Um it's sort of like you know like the best of its time and it's still sort of like a big influence on superhero movies today yeah even though they're extremely goofy at times like toby yeah. mcguire crying is a, such a strange sight <laughs> and he does it so many times yeah um i know there was actually supposed to be a fourth movie um but sam mm-hmm. raimi did not want to make it um mm-hmm. and or he didn't have enough time because they i think they had to get it out in time to like keep the rights so that's why the amazing spider-man came out so soon after spider-man 3 um (laughs) yeah but the fourth movie was originally supposed to have mysterio in it um which we did end up getting in far from home but yeah that wasn't that that was supposed to be bruce campbell yes who had appeared in like all three Uh, i think he was in just three he was like the the waiter at the restaurant Mm -hmm. where peter was gonna propose I said something about something about you don't want to mess with the illusion. Yes. So it's like illusion. Oh, that's Mysterio. He definitely was playing like a little wacky character that was like maybe more than he seemed. But um Yeah. And as as I guess perfect example of it kind of bleeding into modern superhero movies is spoiler, J. Jonah Jameson from the Raimi trilogy is in Far From Home. As um, J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, J.K. Simmons played him in that trilogy, and arguably probably the best character from the trilogy because he kind of just mm-hmm. perfectly like personified that character from the comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so ugh. I'm just I haven't seen these in so long that it's hard to mm-hmm. pinpoint exactly what's so good about them. I know a lot of people don't like Spider-Man three because it's kind of bogged down by having too many villains and Mm -hmm. the villains don't always really make sense yeah and like the the too many villains problem was like a big thing with the amazing spider-man um the two those two movies yeah especially Um, the second one like venom um, i think the studio forced sam raimi to put venom in the third movie and you can tell because he's kind of like pointless in it um and like toe for grace like he's like the dorkiest could i feel like they could have made like a little more threatening venom yeah they could have picked someone because he's sort of like a huge dork yeah um and i don't know i feel like at this point a lot of people watch it for the memes but it's Mm -hmm. still people really stand by it there's diehard fans who Mm -hmm. say that like toby mcguire is the best yeah that like mcu spider-man is trash or Toby Maguire, or not Toby Maguire, um, Andrew Garfield, Spider Man's trash. Which I mean, yeah, some. I mean, I I don't know. I I think Tom Holland is I, again. I haven't seen these movies, but you know, I know like a good amount about them, and I feel like Tom Holland does a really good job. Yeah, I know. Um, friend of the pod, Matt Weiler, is one of those diehard Raimi trilogy defenders, and no matter no matter what he sees in the MCU, and he admits that Tom Holland is a good Spider Man, but he's like. I'm sorry, to- Toby Maguire is my Spider-Man. Yeah. He just will not let that go. And I feel like I'm never dying to go back and watch old Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but it definitely It's definitely like enjoyable. It's enjoyable and I feel like it's in like an important 
superhero like trilogy yeah. and i still i look at memes all the time of it but <laughs> there's yeah. a uh there's a subreddit called you know like prequel memes yes of course. there's one for uh, raimi spider-man memes called raimi memes and then there's a crossover called raimi prequel memes where there oh. are star wars prequel memes with spider-man memes combined I like that and they are hilarious <laughs> um, i have to check that out now that's I definitely like that. yeah i don't think it's a huge community but i think it's growing and I feel like the crossover between prequel memers and uh, Raimi memers is pretty is pretty large. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Let's. Uh, hmm. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say probably like to rank these Spider Man. Oh yeah. Probably um, like two one three. Yes. That's what I was. Gonna, yeah. That's I usually the general consensus, but agreed. I won't lie. I kind of like how Spider Man three gets as crazy as possible like mm-hmm. the big meme is that the i feel like everyone has seen toby Maguire like in goth makeup and outfit yes, dancing and you know, snapping, snapping down the street like they did and they parodied it in spider-verse yes and i like and then i did this i think i unironically love that entire like little subplot of that movie as dumb as it is where he's like dancing yeah. on the tables um and <laughs> yeah there's a video where they add like what it would sound like in real life if Toby Maguire was like snapping his fingers like oh, that walking down the that. street and all the people on the street are like what is he doing and it's yeah. funny <laughs> but um but yeah let's move on to uh an animated uh trilogy because we haven't hit any of those yet oh yeah so why don't we go to probably the best one out of here which is how to train your dragon I, I know you like those a lot Christian but okay I well i mean i do like them but i will say i've only i've seen the first and the third one i did not see the second one i think i've only seen the first okay like, maybe we I shouldn't saw, talk about it i don't know no i mean I, I, think, I think it's good whatever i don't know but yeah i haven't seen the second one so probably not um i think we talked about a good amount of despicable me in the last one that is true the last episode um what about madagascar that actually is a yeah, series franchise. that i really like um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I grew up uh like growing up we had a bunch of like Pixar DVDs and some DreamWorks mm-hmm. ones and one of the ones that we had was Madagascar so I watched it a lot growing up. Um I always really liked the humor in it. I loved the penguins. Um yeah. And obviously so. others did too as they since they got their own show and movie and everything. But Yeah. Um These are movies that I feel like a lot of people don't really look at too much and <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of like the nostalgia critic now, but I used to watch his videos a lot, and he had talked about how these movies like kind of get better and better as each one goes, and like you kind of don't even notice. Um, the one I've seen the most is the first one, but the second one's also good, and has spawned memes like uh, to Africa. Yeah, and has spawned Genius. memes such as uh, Moto Moto likes you. Oh, Moto Moto. Um, I I thought that. Hmm? But like Will I Am singing, <laughs> I like him big, I like him chunky. That's a an interesting experience. Yes, but I know the first movie, like the the premise, I think is really good. Of like these zoo animals, or a couple of them, like wanting to go into the wild and see how it is. And once they get there, they realize that they absolutely hate it. <laughs> yeah, they like being in their little confined zoo in New York, New York City. Yes, and, and I like some of the scenes when they're like like they're going through grand central station like melman has like the clock on his head yes <laughs> and 
there's a one of the gags I like, especially in the first movie, is every time they get tranquilized, they have like the trippy dreams, and then they oh, wake <laughs> up back at the zoo. <laughs> um, yeah. but like as these like movies go on, like the second one, they go obviously to Africa. Um, mm-hmm. they kind of go on this Alex like this lion is like trying to find his homeland or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. and then third one, they're in Europe. Uh, like joining the circus, and I remember I think at the like end of the third one they go back to the zoo, and it's like completely different, and they see it in like a totally different light and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think they decide to like, time. yeah, I haven't watched three in forever because mm-hmm. I mean that came out after I was like kind of done watching those movies, but I think I caught it at some point. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, um, the cast is good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, yeah, and I mean I think the characters are all right you know i mean obviously it's like mostly for kids but like you can still get some enjoyment like i like some of the little character gags like all the penguins are like secret agents uh melman the giraffe is a he's a doctor oh yeah and so he like takes care of the other animals even though he's like a giraffe i just thought that was kind of funny um oh what else the jungle animals are great as always king julian oh, yeah, and uh yeah, king julian and more of course who and that King Julian also got his own spinoff. Oh my, that's true. On Amazon, I think. Huh. I forget what it's called. I think it's just called. Oh, it's called I Am King Julian. Okay. I think. So that that's interesting. Yeah. And you know the I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I was just that about was to bring that up thing. and uh, polka dot afro, which I hate, but oh, that Lord, became a I thing for a while. Like <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I like all the vo- like Sasha Baron Cohen is very good as king julian and there's voices that like i always forgot about i think andy richter is mort or something like that really um and i think uh kevin michael richardson i think plays maurice i think maybe maybe in the show cedric the entertainer is maurice oh so i oh i got it kind of maybe in the the spinoff show they had um adam play what was his name yeah they had Kevin, it just kind of sounds like his voice in the show, so it might be him instead of mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I might have to go back and check them out at some point. I haven't watched them yeah. in such a long time. Um, we could talk about. We can sort of try and just do like a little brief thing about the couple uh, Marvel trilogies. Yeah, that's not too much. Um, so I mean, Iron Man, obviously the first one sort of started the whole mcu and is sort of regarded as one of the best movies in the the multi-million dollar franchise yeah uh and it's also sort of agreed that the second and third one aren't that good i like i like two a lot okay i like to no i also like two i watched it after a like a while back like but it was after i had already watched like infinity war and endgame mm-hmm. i was like this is not as bad as i thought it would be like you know, I think Whiplash is kind of dumb, but I kind of get, you know, I think... I, I think about the movie that. Whiplash. I was like, what are you talking no, about? <laughs> a fantastic movie. No, the the character of Whiplash. The I want my board. Oh, I want my board. Um, He's kind of dumb, but he's kind That's of funny. True. Uh, I really like Justin Hammer. Yes, I, I want him back. I think he is a good um, counterpart to Tony Stark. And I, I remember watching the second one, and I thought it was a good transition from iron man one tony stark to iron man two uh and then that introduces black widow you know and i think that's great yeah um, and war machine war machine this don is, Cheadle war machine yes 
Um, this is one of those Iron Man Two is one of those movies like in the MCU that is mostly set up for other stuff, kind of like how Age of mm-hmm. Ultron is. Yeah. But I feel like with everything that has happened, that has made it age a lot better and make it more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I agree, the like the villain isn't the best, and there's parts of it that like aren't that great. Yeah. But I like a lot of um, like the Howard Stark stuff in it that. Yeah. Um, where Tony's like seeing old videos of his dad, and mm-hmm. um, Phil Coulson is in it, who I like. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love him. Um, and yeah, I like how um, Tony sort of like takes the like the city that he, Howard Stark designed and sort of like made that into the new elements to power the arc reactor. Yeah, like, and kind of cool how his dad was like leaving little hints. And the um, you see a lot of like the expo stuff show up in a. Uh, captain america later like in the first one and mm-hmm. sorry i'm moving around my moving my mic um the all of the howard stark stuff in that movie is very like walt disney-esque which i love um yes like there's that. a video where he's talking about um that like city of tomorrow that tony ends up using and it's literally just almost a recreation of the video of walt disney talking about epcot yeah um so i love a little like parallels like that um mm-hmm. Iron Man 3, I think it's just okay. I think it's okay. Like, I I know, like, a lot of people were really mad about the Mandarin twist. I didn't care I that think, much about that. I liked yeah, uh, I Trevor. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, Trevor, I guess. Lady. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like, thinking about that now, like, I remember, like, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, oh, that's dumb. Like, the Mandarin's supposed to be this big villain. But then, like, after seeing... Captain Marvel and <laughs> seeing the scroll twist that the scrolls are actually good guys. I was that's another sort of similar thing. Like the scrolls are supposed to be these huge bad guys. But then like yeah. thinking back to like both of them, I'm like, you know, like the MCU isn't supposed to be exactly like the comics, and I think that's a good twist. Um, you know, for the story. Yeah. Um, although I thought Aldrich Killy Killian was kind of dumb. Also boring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of boring, but um, and the kid, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Little I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Way. Harvey. Har. Yep, that's it. But um, he he was kind of hanging out with him, which I thought was weird. Although it was nice to see him grown up at Tony's funeral. And yeah, I guess it's kind of a testament to. This is gonna sound mean, but kind of like how forgettable that movie is. That people were like, "Who's that kid at the yeah, funeral?" For real fans, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, that was kind of cool. That even, like, that was another thing I really liked about Endgame. That is sort of like, even like the kind of the stink, the stinker movies. Still reference like that whole scene of Thor drunkenly ranting about the reality stone that sort of made fun of Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I and hate I that. Seeing Harvey. I hate that Endgame makes it so you can never skip the Dark World again. Yes. Like, you have to so watch it now. It's actually important. Um, but one of the things I like about 3 um, is, like, the the unique thing about all these trilogies and the Marvel stuff is that they are affected by the other big movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to, you get to see Tony dealing with, like, the yeah. aftermath of Avengers yeah. and kind of, like, his so, PTSD. Yeah. and Yeah, that was another thing I thought was cool, how the, it sort of humanizes Tony even more. Like, sure, he's, like, was acting all cool, like, with Loki, um, and, like, he almost died, and he's, like, on the ground. He's like, oh, we did it. Okay, let's go get shawarma. But now, like, you sort of see that, like, that was actually, like, 
so terrifying for him Mm -hmm. and he was like afraid of dying and like it's sort of coming to terms with like like the scene in the restaurant where he like goes outside and he like flies off he's like jarvis what happened food poisoning what's wrong with my heart and then jarvis like it appears you have suffered a severe anxiety attack and it's like what yeah like i just i thought that does a good job of like humanizing tony stark more so that he's like more relatable and Mm -hmm. then he sort of ditches the arc reactor so he finally takes out the thing like that was keeping him alive and now he's fine so mm-hmm. he sort of moved past that and he destroys all the suits yeah and that's sort of like a good ch- changing point of course he says i am iron man at the end oh yeah um and obviously we are not going to get another iron man <laughs> movie uh no. spoilers but yeah. um one of the things in the trilogy like in the background was the ten rings um like mm-hmm. the ten rings i think were the people who obadiah stain like paid to try to kill tony and then and they were and then also in ant-man they were trying to like buy the the yellow jacket suit yeah um and they're like behind the mandarin and i know that uh, a big part of the franchise shang chi is supposed to kind of expand on that yeah organization i think we might see trevor slattery aka the that would be interesting is that his name trevor slattery i think so yeah um have you ever seen um the the one shot of it's called like uh, hail hail, hail the, the king. king yes yeah so it's like i think like trevor in prison and justin hammer's there too i think yeah i and hadn't at, seen that until like last year and i loved yeah. that short another thing that i think of when i think of iron man 3 <laughs> i think it was like after during a super bowl or something but they said like um an extended look at iron man 3 and it was just Robert Downey Jr. just staring at the camera for Wait, like a minute. Really? <laughs> so that was the extended look at Iron Man three. I just thought that was hilarious. I kind of like that. Like kind of like angrily staring into the camera. I actually really like that. Yeah, I think that's really funny. Um, yeah, but like I mean, I thought Iron Man three was okay. I do think like one, two, three, best to worst. But um, I, yeah, I agree. I liked I liked Iron Man two like a good amount and. I thought Iron Man 3 was fine. I like that Elon Musk is in Iron Man 2. Yeah, it just kind of shows up. And I like, um, I, I forget if it's in the first or second one. Uh, Stan Lee shows up as Larry King. Wait, really? I think I think it's in the second one. Yeah, I think so. No. Oh, wait, no. In the in first the, one, the he's like, he, uh, Tony thinks he's like Hugh Hefner. And then the second one. Oh, yeah. Second one, I think he's at like their... Uh, ceremony where the senators like giving them medals mm-hmm. wait no that oh, might be the avengers no um it's it's the third one because it starts out like in the past at the new year's party where um, i can't remember now Aldrich, Killian, you just cut out Killian, like um it's the the beginning of iron man 3 that that's like the new year's party when tony first meets Aldrich killian he's kind of like a geek or oh yeah at that party like tony's sort of he's like super drunk and he looks at stanley he's like how you doing larry and he's like dressed like Larry King. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's the thing. I also like how the beginning of the movie starts with um, I'm blue, like Dava D. Dava D. I love oh, that yeah. song. <laughs> oh boy. So I mean, I think it's a good trilogy. Yeah, it's fine. I think probably the um, best trilogy out of the Marvel trilogies is probably Captain America. I can definitely agree with that. Um. I think the first movie is really good. Winter Soldier, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And even Civil War, like, you know, it's maybe not as great as it could have been, 
but I still think that was a solid movie, and I was yeah. really, really excited. It's more of mini Avengers, but there's still the important yeah. stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And you're still, like, sort of automatically siding with Cap. And, um, yeah, but the, the first one is, yeah, I think it's really good, just seeing Steve Rogers as a character. So yeah. he's, like, the scrawny little kid from Brooklyn, but he, like, grows, he, like, you know, he has all this determination to be in the army, and he uses his wit to make up for his lack of strength. Then he gets the super soldier serum, and now he can finally be, like, the hero that he wants to be. And then, you know, he he's the man out of time and winter soldier. And he has a big Hydra twist. Spoilers. Uh, and Bucky, also spoilers. Um, I like um, uh, Cap and Black Widow together in Winter Soldier, how she's sort of, like, trying to be his wingman, trying to find him a date, while also, <laughs> like, murdering Hydra operatives. And then Civil War, I've talked about before how, like, big it was for me. Just, like, all the build-up and le- leading up to the actual movie I was so excited for. Yeah. Um, his first movie with the MCU Spider-Man um, oh, yeah. and yeah. Black Panther. And I feel like big. I feel like the Cat movies are the ones that have the biggest, like, effects for the... Not, like, special effects. Like, the biggest influence on the rest of the movies. Because Winter yeah. Soldier, No More S.H.I.E.L.D., um, that's yeah. gone. Spoilers. Um, go War, come on, watch Avengers the movies. Are split. Yeah, exactly. And that like, sort of like leads into Infinity War and all that. Yeah, so like in the Iron Man and Thor, like it's pretty much self-contained for the most part. Um, and then you know with Cap, it all, it really just affects the rest of the MCU as a whole. Because then you yeah, get like cause... Scott having to, Scott Lang having to like live at home after Civil yeah. War. Um, and, and then like. You know, introduces Black Panther, and that sort of his father's death during Civil War sort of affects that movie. And then, um, you know, Peter Parker introduced in Civil War, sort of like his, he like he had this big hero moment, so he wants to be that hero in Spider-Man: Homecoming. And and then you have, uh, Tony Stark. Rhodey uh, has like his big injury and has to he deal with that. Legs. <clears throat> um, yeah, but uh. Captain America, I mean, I think Captain America, a lot of people say, like, Tony Stark is, like, he began the MCU, but, like, Cap I think you could it. even say more, like, Cap is sort of, like, the figurehead of the MCU, like, he he's, like, the leader of the Avengers, uh, as Tony Stark says, like, Cap's the leader, but Tony just makes everyone look cool and gives them cool suits and stuff, but Cap sort of is, like, the heart of the MCU, and I think he his character is sort of like what the whole franchise stands for, you know, like no matter what fighting for what's right, no matter what evil faces you are just seeing him like stand up to Thanos and his entire army single-handedly with a broken shield. And yeah. I guess Mjolnir, but, um, and how he leads that massive attack. And just, I think that Captain America is sort of like the figurehead of the MCU and his franchise shows it. It's, you're the big center point of the MCU. I think next to next to Tony Cap has like he sticks to his like values but also has a lot of like character growth. Like I feel like by Yeah. Maybe not all the way through his trilogy, but like by Endgame he um like <laughs> I guess one of the this is more of a joke, but like mm-hmm. how everyone yells at him for cursing or whatever because he's such like a Yeah. like a rule follower and then like in Endgame he's like dropping stuff all the time. Yeah, um, and even even with that, like, 
in the first one, in the first Captain America, he was all about like, oh, like the government, they're fighting for us. And then Winter Soldier, when the government that he so like loved is actually the villain, then he's like, I can't trust the government anymore. And that's why in Civil War, like now he's an enemy of the government. That's a much better like, comparison. I don't know what I was thinking with the, that's just what <laughs> no, popped in my mind of like language. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's fine. But like, um, and that's sort of so, so like Cap grows and he's like, even like his line in Infinity War, it's um, it's like I'm way past asking permission. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort sort of him growing like now he's his own person instead of sort of in like a figurehead for the government. Now he is his own leader and he can lead his own troops or whatever. Yeah. Because you know, like the art in the army, there's like the huge, like you know, you're part of something. So he thought he was part of something with the government, but now like he can't trust the government. So he's like, who am I? Like, um, you know, Steve Rogers pretending you could live without a war. Um, who says that Ultron? I, yeah. Ultron. He's like, um, you're the man out of time pretending you can live without a war. Mm. But now at the end of Endgame, even if some people don't really agree, it's the best move for him. He's finally like, I'm done with war. I can be my own person and live yeah. happily with Peggy or whatever. Yeah, you, so that's Captain America. I think that's probably we've we're a little over an hour now. That's probably a good place I to think wrap that's, up. That's a good, that's a very good place to wrap up. Um, I mean, I would say probably ranking. I don't know. I'd say two. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I like know. them all. I do like them all. I don't know. For me, it might, might be, be two, one, three, but three is still really good. I think that might be one that might be it for me too. I like I, Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is a fantastic movie. I think it's one of the best in the MCU. Yeah. Um, I've talked about that before. And one just is a soft spot for me. I know a lot of people probably like Civil War better, but yeah. For me, there's no bad cat movie, but I just like one a little better than yeah. three, I think. No, yeah, yeah. I understand that. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.